0: Never stop learning, because life never stops teaching. Each year, I have this tradition at Christmas. I take a puzzle, a lot of times a Christmas puzzle, throw it on the table, sometimes literally throw, and uh, pop on a Christmas movie, or just whatever movie's new then. Uh, Usually it's a Christmas movie. This year, the movie was Soul. Maybe some of you have seen it, some of you haven't. Uh, It was new to Disney+, Plus. it came specifically out on Christmas. And so I was excited, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. It's very weird, the most adult Disney movie I've seen, Um, but it was interesting. And so the premise of the movie is that it's not about the afterlife, it's about the before life. So what it's speaking about is kind of how each person gets their personalities before they come to Earth. It's an interesting idea, it's Disney, you know? Whatever they do, they do. Anyway, so what it is about is there's this guy named Joe. And, uh, and through these crazy serious events, don't worry, I'm going to avoid most of the spoilers, um, 22 enters Joe's body. 22 is the name of a character. And so 22 enter Joe's body, and 22 is kind of like this goofy, weird, childlike character. And Joe enters the body of a cat, so of course I'm gonna love it, you know, cats. Um, enters the body of a cat, and Joe, the body of Joe, needs a haircut. So, uh, they go to their friend Dez, and Dez is a barber. So they go to their friend Dez, and uh, 22 is talking to Dez a bunch. Uh, because again, 22's in Joe's body. So, 22, talking to Dez, in Joe's body, very kind of confusing. Anyways, they're chatting, and um, and Des starts talking about how his dream was never actually to be a barber. It was originally to be a vet, but through all these circumstances, um Des thought that it was smarter to go to barber school because it's a little bit cheaper and so went to barber school and um and anyways, all these kind of information. Um and so that's really nice to have his like little haircut whatever. And they're leaving Joe and the cat, who is Joe, also, are leaving. And, um, and Dez says something to Joe. Dez. Dez says, it's nice to finally talk to you about something other than jazz. How come we've never talked about this before? Joe responds. He said, how come we've never talked about your life? And Dez responds with, you've never asked, but I'm glad you did this time. And at that moment, the camera pans to the cat, who is Joe inside of the cat's body, looking sad and almost embarrassed that he had never had this conversation with his friend before, that he had never really got to talk to him before. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. We have so much to learn. Maybe it's from movies, TV shows, songs, books, poems, articles, blogs, vlogs, telephone calls, podcasts. Um, I don't know how you like to learn. Maybe those are just some of the ways. Um, The point is, life doesn't slow down. We never just arrive at knowing everything. Everything. And at this point of the year, right at the beginning, some people uh, like to make resolutions. They like to say, this is what my next year is going to be like. I'm going to maybe take more trips. Uh, I'm going to get in shape, learn a new skill, be nicer to my family, finally get organized. That is mine every year. It has not quite been my year yet. But maybe this year the year I'll get organized. Who knows? Anyways, our previous le- week if you guys saw last week, uh, we did kind of interview style, and we asked four pretty simple questions. What did your year look like? What was a highlight? What did you learn? And what's next? Here's something I learned more about. And it wasn't for the first time, but it's just been reiterated to me in multiple ways, and I've been realizing this. Conversations matter. Today, I've titled this sermon, whatever, Caring Conversations, or Caring Convos, because it sounds cooler. The truth is, you will possibly, or in my mind, teetering on probably, you're going to forget what I'm going to say today. I'm saying that because if you were to ask me what the most impactful, empowering sermons I've ever heard in my life were... I would say a couple, but I would just be saying the ones that at that point I thought were really important and I just remembered. I probably wouldn't actually know the most important sermons that have been preached to me. I I forget them. I, I, I will admit that. It's okay for you to admit it now because a pastor admitted that they forget important sermons too. But... If you ask me some of the most important conversations I've had, I would remember those. I would be able to tell you about them because the impact that they made on my life. Now, the people that I had those conversations with, they weren't more educated. They probably weren't smarter or more talented, or even maybe they didn't even maybe say more helpful things than some of the sermons I've heard. The reason I remember the conversations that I've had is because of connection. Jesus used connection when he spoke to people. He went into houses and he lived among other people. There's a story in John where Jesus talks to a woman at a well. And... Um, So he chats with her and everything. He's actually not supposed to be talking to her. It's breaking some cultural rules, but Jesus does what he wants, you know. So he's chatting with her, and then uh, the woman leaves, and she starts telling all the people in town, and it's like, this Jesus guy starts talking about him. And all these people then are like, hey, like, it says in Scripture that he ends up staying for two days because they want to hang out with him, and Jesus is like, yeah, sure, we'll hang out. Because they didn't just hear about this guy that thought he was better than everyone or hear about this guy who who said some great things. They heard about a guy who cared about people, who was in relationship with people, who wanted to have a conversation. Lives changed because Jesus decided to hang out with people. It said that people came to believe in him through this, through this conversation. See, because Jesus had a conversation with One woman, everyone's perception of who he was changed, of being someone that was open and willing to chat. Ministry changes when we see people as people instead of projects. If we go into conversations with the goal in mind of where it's going to end up, we've probably already lost because conversations aren't about us. Jesus never made the conversation about him. And he could have. He could have been like, look how great I am. I'm Jesus, right? There's this story about this really short guy. His name's Zacchaeus. And uh, Jesus is like with the crowds and stuff. And, uh, and he's walking and Zacchaeus wants to see him. So he climbs a tree. And Jesus goes to this tree. And he's like, hey, Zacchaeus, um, come down. I'm going to have supper with you. I'm going to hang out with you. And Zacchaeus is like, yeah, okay, this is awesome. Everyone else is kind of confused because Zacchaeus is a tax collector. People don't really like him. We find out he's actually stolen money. Um, he's not really wasn't being the greatest guy. He ends up, you know, changing his life because of Jesus. But Jesus says, I'm going to have supper with you. I'm going to hang out with you. And people are annoyed. They're like, why would Jesus go to a sinner's house? But here's what it says in Luke 19, to 10. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost Jesus was changing perception in all of this he was saying I'm having conversations with people I care about which is anyone they don't have to look or sound or be a certain way I just care about people He says he came to save the lost. Being lost is not being in relationship with Jesus. That's what it means to be lost. What a church person looks like should be one of the most confusing things in the world to explain. We should struggle. Should. That's an interesting word. But we should struggle to even explain what it looks like to be a churchgoer. Because when Jesus came to earth, what he was doing is breaking all barriers. Because they had this thought of what a good person or what a church person would have been. But it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you talk. Jesus says, I'm for everyone. Anyone, come to me. And we're going to read Matthew 9 together. Because I wanted to pick one, like one little part, but just... This whole chapter continues to reiterate what I'm, I'm speaking on today. So it starts in uh, or Matthew 9. Did I say 8 or 9? I don't know. Okay, 9. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven at this some of the teachers of the law said to themselves this fellow is blaspheming knowing their thoughts jesus said why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk but so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins then he said to the paralytic get up Take your mat and go home. And the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to men. Here's the thing. These people are asking a tough question. They're coming to Jesus. It's kind of awkward. They're trying to catch him, and guess what? Jesus is willing to have this conversation. He cares in the way that he is not giving some easy, make-you-feel-good answer. He knows what they want to hear. He tells them what the truth is because he cares, and he takes that time. He also stops because these people are challenging him, but he stops and he goes to the paralytic and says, get up and walk. You're healed. He cared. He went into his life in this messy situation. Next is the calling of Matthew. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, People would not have thought would be one of the disciples. He's a tax collector. He's not, you know, what's seen as the good guy. So then it says Jesus was having dinner at Matthew. So we're like, oh, yeah, he's having dinner at his friend's house. With many tax collectors and sinners, Jesus is hanging out with people that it wouldn't have looked good. If Jesus had Instagram, he takes a picture with who he's eating with. People are like, oh, my goodness, why were you hanging out with that guy? What were you doing? Jesus doesn't care what it looks like. He doesn't care if they're the bad guys or they make them look bad. Jesus has conversations and he enters into these people's lives. It says, then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, skins, and both are preserved. Jesus was bringing something new. He was saying, everybody's welcome. He's saying, this isn't The old of of these are the good people, they only hang out with them, and these are the bad people, they only hang out with them. He's saying, come to me, whoever. Then it says, while he was saying, this, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, my daughter has just died. But come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up, went with him, and so did his disciples. Right away, I'm going to go hang out with you. Sure, I'll spend my time. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched The edge of his cloak she said to herself if i only touch his cloak i will be healed jesus turned and saw her it says he turned and saw her he took the time he saw her he didn't just look he saw her take heart daughter he said your faith has healed you and the woman was healed from that moment when jesus entered the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd he said go away the girl's not dead but asleep But then they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in, took the girl by the hand. She got up. News of this spread through all this region. He takes time to go to this little girl's house. We know that Jesus can just be like, she's fine. Boom. She's healed. He doesn't actually have to go there to do this healing. But he does. He chooses to be a part of that. He chooses to be in that life. Really? While he's hanging out with the dad, right? Like, while they're going to the house, you don't think he had conversations with people? You don't think that he made relationships? Even with this woman, he has a mission to go to this girl's house, but he stops and speaks to this woman. Okay, just keep going. As Jesus went on from there... Two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, will it be done to you? And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, Say that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread news all about him throughout the region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And When the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, it is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Again, Jesus is spending time with these people. He's going to them. And he's going to them, not saying, give me something first and then I'll heal you. Jesus provides so many great things to us when we haven't earned them. He says, I love you. Maybe you don't feel like you've earned it. I love you for who you are. Last part. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news. He's teaching, he's preaching, he's hanging out. News of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Again, he's going to these people, he's spending time. Each time he heals the sickness or disease, And when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. What do we get from this? What do we do? We see what Jesus has done. Now, how can we be these people going into one one another's lives? Everything changed when Jesus came. Everything. There's this thing about our personalities where it's easy to like safety and familiarity. And we just want to go back to what's easy. It's nice to have shallow, safe conversations. The, hey, how's it going? What's new? Okay, yeah, okay. Good to see you. Nice five-minute question. Bye. But Jesus' conversations were intentional. And not in the way that he was always trying to get some theology out or get super deep, or say, you know, this is wrong, correct or life, whatever. He was intentional about wanting to get to know the person. I get it, we can't go into people's houses. That's frowned upon. But there are relationships of mine that have grown over the past year. I've called my grandma more in this previous year than ever before. I've texted f- some friends more than I had in the past couple years. I've rekindled new friendships. According to last week, I am now in a biker game. Yeah, we don't have t-shirts or anything, but we'll get some. I've cut the fluff on some of my conversations because to ask someone, hey, what's new? There's not a lot new. Or, hey, well, right? Like the conversations have changed, but that means that the conversations can get more raw and more deep and more about how maybe someone else is doing. Because, right, nothing's new. So now I can actually hear your heart about what you need. It said Jesus looked at the crowds and he had compassion on them because he sees people needing a shepherd. Each of us needs a shepherd our family, our friends, co workers, uh, neighbors, male people, whatever. We all need a shepherd. We need Jesus. Let us be be those people that if we think back to you know, that movie I was trying to explain, let us be the people that someone can say, you know, you've never asked me that before, but I'm glad you did. How good would that feel if someone says, I'm glad you asked me? This year, I want to feel challenged, and I'm going to challenge each of you to push our conversations deeper with people and really get to know them maybe one a month start easy one person a month i want to be super intentional how can i ask some questions i never have before how can you know maybe i ask my grandma but what was it like as a kid or i ask my friend like hey i know you're talking about you know what it's like to be a mom but but what are your struggles or you know say to one of my friends like hey how can i pray for you right now i don't know how can i be more intentional Let's open the door of Jesus' conversations by opening the door of caring conversations. So we have some conversations that you guys can now go into um, and do CT at home. So whether you know, you're with your family or um, maybe you call up a friend and that's how you do these conversations. However it is, we are so glad that we could be part of your day-to-day. And I just want to end by praying with you and just encouraging you that uh, this year is going to be good. It will be, but we have to put in the effort. So dear Lord, I pray right now for that. those conversations we're gonna have about what this year is going to look like. Maybe we're excited, nervous, whatever those feelings are, Lord, we know that you are Lord over all. And so we pray for those people right now that we're already thinking about that we need to maybe chat with maybe a little deeper or ask about something or we need to just check on them because we actually haven't checked on them in a while whatever it is Lord we pray for those people right now we pray for everyone watching who is also just saying I need that I need someone to ask me how I am we pray that as a community each one of us can be stirred to just know who needs that God we know that that being in relationship with you fills us so much and being in community fills us so much. We thank you, God, that you are in all of this and we thank you that you are guiding us in this next year. God, we just pray um, for safety, for health, and to hear what your spirit has for us. Thank you for who you are, God, and let 2021... a year to never forget because of the good things that you will do amen see you next week